Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello, I'm Sophie Ellis-Bexter and welcome to Spinning Plates, the podcast where I speak to busy working women who also happen to be mothers about how they make it work. I'm a singer and I've released seven albums in between having my five sons aged 16 months to 16 years, so I spin a few plates myself. Being a mother can be the most amazing thing, but can also be hard to find time for yourself and your own ambitions. I want to be a bit nosy and see how other people balance everything. Welcome to Spinning Plates. Hey, I'm outside on this really beautiful morning. It's Sunday morning and the sun is shining and you might even be able to hear birds tweeting. It's pretty gorgeous out here actually. Blue sky, you can tell it's September. There's a little little undercurrent of chill in the air, but actually it's still really nice. And I've had to come outside because uh, I've got extra kids this weekend. So obviously my my five and then a couple of them have got sleepovers so got an extra teen and an extra 10 year old in the house so just finished making so many pancakes uh but that was quite good because our old nanny claire came to visit us on when was it wednesday night and she brought all the way from skegness 60 eggs so they had omelette for supper on friday and today i'm doing pancakes and i'm going to do yorkshire pudding with them tomorrow and I don't know, keep going with egg ideas. Please post your egg suggestions for me in the comments. Don't really, we can if you want, but I think I know some stuff to do with eggs. <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna get through 60 though. Um, anyway, this week, what's been happening? This has been a busy week for me. Also, I've been kind of transfixed by people queuing to see the queen. It's interesting, isn't it? Uh, proper historical moment, of course. And I totally, I can, I can understand people who feel it's significant, but I also, I mean, it's a big investment, isn't it? 12 hours to walk past the coffin. Still, um, they did it for the Queen's dad and they're doing it for her. Oh, Titus has come to join me. And what else have I been doing this week? Well, I went to, um, I went to Poland, actually. I went to Warsaw to film a show called Lego Masters. So that was fun. I took my two eldest, Kit and Sunny, and we went and did some building. That was the beginning of the week. And then there's been gigs. I sang for Great Ormond Street Hospital on Thursday night. They did a fundraiser at the Natural History Museum. 
which was really brilliant because they raised over a million pounds. How incredible is that? And then has another show on Friday. I was supposed to be doing a gig yesterday in Leeds for Radio 2, but that got cancelled, understandably. And then today I'm off to do another show. So that's my week. And next week's really quiet, and I'm looking forward to that. Um, anyway, you probably didn't need to know any of that stuff. You're like, why is she talking to me about eggs and her week? Like, literally don't care. <laughs> um, I have got a lovely guest for you this week. Angel Strawbridge. So I was first introduced to Angel and her and her husband's program Escape to the Chateau, oh, years ago now, by my good friend Gita, who is one of my best friends and also plays strings and sings with me on stage. She is married to Ed Harcourt, who I've written lots of songs with, who's also Rich's best friend. You get the picture. And she said, oh, I love this program. So I started watching it. And Angel is one of those people who's got that infectious energy where you finish talking to her and you feel like oh my gosh I've got to get on with loads of projects um, she's just got a very kind of head screwed on let's get it done kind of a way of handling stuff and approaching things and I really like that so yeah she had lots and lots of stuff we could talk about it's a shame we couldn't do it in person I would love to have flown over to France to record for you but instead we did it remotely where I was in a thunderstorm and she was in the sunshine that's fine <laughs> I was dreaming of France while we were talking and uh, yeah, it was a really lovely conversation. So I'm looking forward to sharing that with you. And I think I'm going to sit out here in the sun and, uh, and share it too. All right, I'll see you on the other side. Paint a picture of, uh, of what today is like in France, please. Okay, the sun shining. I'm in our um, our family suite, the Strawbridge suite, um, and I have a table that the kids have breakfast on in the morning, and then I wipe off the crumbs and the milk, and I sit on my computer and I do work, and um, and I'm looking out at the moat. Um, and in fact, every don't want to make sort of this is not this is not jealousy or anything, but every window has a beautiful view because obviously we're, we're surrounded by by water. And let me just have a quick look out at the moment because oh yeah, there's a camper van down the end of the road. So we've Dick made a little parking area for people that wanted to come and see and see the chateau. But they used to they used to park on on the main road. Um, and because we've got a cheese factory at the end of our road um, that does the most incredible cheese and butter. So when you come and bring your, you know, bring your family, I'm going to get you sort of cheese um, and, and butter from oh. the end of the road. It's wonderful. But these big lorries full of cheese and butter, they go like a million miles an hour down the road. And they they just politely said to us, listen, you you need to create a little parking area because we're going to knock someone off oh, work wow. one day. <laughs> so, um, so Dick's made this lovely little area and we've got postcards out that say thanks for coming to the chateau. <laughs> so at the moment, I'm looking out. There's a lovely moat and there's a, a camper van with some people down there. So when you say people road. coming, you mean literally they're just people who are like having a little drive through fr through northwest France and they're like, let's, let's go and have a look at the chateau and just they, they're outside and they just have a little look to see where you are. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. We've had about, I don't know, about half a dozen through. We've already stopped to said a couple because on um, the kids go to school Monday, Tuesday, Thursday and Friday and we bring them home for lunch. So um, when we collected the children today, um, there was someone down at the end and, and it, it's always a bit of a bonus if um, if they see the kids as well. You know, they want to see me and Dick maybe a little bit. They want to see the chateau. But seeing Arthur yeah. and Dorothy, that, they're just made up. must feel a little bit like <laughs> living in a sort of... Um... I don't know, like a sort of happy cartoon land when there's like, you know, you walk along and there's people like, hello, and they know you and it's all smiley and friendly. Um, <laughs> and I was thinking, so when you moved in, um, is it right that Arthur and Dorothy, they were like one and two, something like that. Is that right? Yeah. Yes. Zero. zero. Um, Dorothy mm. was zero. Oh, you're so, you're so good, Sophie. Um, and Arthur had turned two the day before wow. we moved. So when you look back to that time, what's your memory of it now? That bit with tiny children and this huge chateau and all the work that they had. <laughs> well, I mean, a, cu- a couple of things. I'll always remember the day because I, you know, and I know you, you're quite passionate about this, but mums do guilt yes. really, really well. And I'd said to Dick... Um, if we don't do a party for Arthur for his second birthday, I'm going to live with that the rest of my life that we didn't do it because we were moving to France. So I'd done a I'd done a party for him um, the the day before we left, and I think the the one of the biggest memories I've got as we were sort of saying goodbye to my mum was Dick moaning at me, going, "Why did you have a party? You've got all these presents, and we were trying. It's like Tetris trying to fit up all Arthur's presents in." Um, but the I mean, in answer to your question, I think it's actually better to do it when they're that young because Dorothy actually was like in a caboose all the time she was always on my hip you know she didn't really start walking for another few months when we were here and Arthur was young enough that um that they they don't know any different you know and for for us sort of saying don't go there there's a hole you'll fall through the the floor below (laughs) they they've just you know they've grown up only knowing this as their as their family home um that that you know the best friends they speak english and they speak french um and i think actually when the kids get older and they are a bit more sort of knowing and they start to get friends and stuff i think that's when it can even be yeah and i guess you're right actually because then they've got kind of emotional tie and i think when you have small children you you're not really aware of that bit that lies ahead actually when they as you say like they have their own lives and their own you're kind of rooting for them as well. So when they say, oh, I don't really want to leave my school or leave my friends, you're thinking, well, I get it. But when they're small, and as you say, with Dorothy being only zero, you know, you put them down and they stay in the same place, which is very, very helpful if it's (laughs) essentially a bit of a building site sometimes. It's, it's really helpful. And actually, I, I remember everyone saying, oh, my gosh, you know, get sleep and everything. When you have kids, your life's going to change. And it does. Don't get me wrong. But those first few months when they sleep a lot and they can't crawl um, was was actually sort of one of the quietest times of my life. <laughs> <laughs> so I had them only on yeah, the first one. I know. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I remember that very well. I think actually a lot of people when they have their first baby are like, oh, this isn't so bad. This isn't so bad. And you're kind of thinking, yeah. just wait till they get to like 18 months too. And then everything starts, <laughs> although everything, you know, I know we're in this yeah. room, but what's beyond that door and where else can I go and all that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, well, it's the first time that you change their nappy and, um, and they're not on their nappy mat. <laughs> you go, oh, okay, I better start moving things yeah. around the house now. Definitely. And you're sort of, I mean, I suppose, do you think, do you feel like you kind of have like two chapters in your head of kind of life when you moved to the chateau and then the sort of world you lived in before and the way you lived before? I suppose it's all 
tied oh, in with new motherhood as totally. well. Totally, totally, totally. I mean, you know, my my early days. I mean, we all have chapters of our lives, don't 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 we? And lots of people. I mean, I'm sure they say it to you as well. You know, are you living? Are you living the dream? And you say, do you know what? I am because I'm loving it. Um, but when I was living in London and sort of building up my career and having a colourful life, that was at the time, that was my dream. I could not imagine ever leaving London. Um, and, and, you know, I didn't, I never had dreams of sort of, you know, living in a castle uh, with family, genuinely. I sort of, my, my dreams as I was sort of, um, I guess, in my, in my early 20s were always like, you know, I was ambitious. I wanted to be successful. Um, and and, and then I met you know, Mr. Straw Vision, and, and then my dreams um, were, were different. But they are very, very, you know, they're worlds apart. Um, but whenever I come back, I will go out and I will I'll see my my girlfriends, you know, my friends, and we will go to the same places. And and I still and I absolutely love it. And I feel like I've come home. And then I come back to France, and we feel like we've come home. So I've kind of got the best of both worlds. Yeah, I now. can imagine that. And I. I was also thinking because obviously, you know, you've you've actually done so much stuff. I mean, there's obviously at the heart of it is you know the family and the chateau and all the hard graft that's gone into building what that is. But you've also got all your business enterprises and all the you know gorgeous things that are coming out of the chateau or the you know homeware things. And I wondered if all of that enterprise is also a way of sort of I don't know. I suppose connecting the dots with homesickness, really, in a way, because if you've got all of those things happening all the time. Every time you send those emails or have those phone calls, it's like being part of something outside of being where you are. Yeah, I mean, it is. But I I think I've always, always been Mm. ambitious. And I I don't know, you know, maybe it's mum and dad. They've always been self-employed. They've always had their own business. Um, But I... From a very, very young age, you know, I was, um, I'm quite dyslexic, so I can't, I can't read, um, uh, very well. Um, and, but the one thing that I was exceptionally good at at school was, was business. I mean, you know, I just, I absolutely, I, I loved it and I love a spreadsheet <laughs> as well. And I was really, sort of really, really good at maths. And I, I, for my different things that I've done, you know, I've done, I've sort of had market stalls on Spitalfields in Labbert Groves. You know, I was one of the first people selling cupcakes before the big sort of cupcakes sort of was absolutely everywhere. Um, and, and I've always had like these little entrepreneurial things. And then I sort of had my flat in East London and I used to do vintage parties, sort of selling clothes before Brick Lane was sort of, you know, before it was um, absolutely um, everywhere and then you know my, my career was sort of progressed and then I did Dragon's Den and Dragon's Den was just before um, before I met Dick and I went on there and, I, and I, I love watching it back because I say the same thing now but it was over a decade ago and I was like I want to build an empire yeah. <laughs> like, and at the time if I had because I got an offer from Deborah and Theo but I never took the money actually and it's cool because I'm still friends with Deborah actually she's a lovely lo- lovely lady but it but if I had, I, I don't know, my world could have gone in a different direction because I would have, everything I've done, like yourself, I throw myself into. Um, and, you know, I would have been trying to do the vintage participant. I would have been absolutely everywhere with it. But but I didn't. And I've gone in this direction. Um, and actually from Dragon's Den, in a sort of, in a, a weird and sort of twisted uh, a way, I met Mr. Shrawbridge because we have the same agent who saw me on Dragon's Den and, and, and introduced us. And and then after I met Dick, obviously I had sort of stopped nearly ish um, and had and had children. But 
having children doesn't stop that that hunger in you you know there's different things that sort of define you pre-children in your in your first life and if your career or or a hobby or you know an exercise regime whatever it is if that defines you 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 can't just chuck it away (laughs) so you can you can take a breath and go right I'm going to spend um I'm going to enjoy these moments when my kids are being really young because I'm never apt to get these back but I've just I've always had that ambition and now it just feels so right to be where it is because this ambition um is every little bit you know I've got a Dorothy design I've got stuff in, in, inspired by the children and the land about us and and in my sort of my, my fantasy now my dream you know when I'm having sort of a cup of tea and a quiet five minutes is that in 50 years time <laughs> so that the kids like look back on it and and sort of say oh my gosh this is what mummy sort of designed like all that all those years ago so I think that's what keeps me Definitely. going now. I mean there's so much I'm sort of nodding emphatically over here because I think firstly you have a really infectious enthusiasm that even now talking to you, I mean, it's, it's you know, apparent in spades in, you know, your books and in the, the show, but talking to you now, I'm, I'm getting this feeling of like, yes, yes, let's go and do it. What can I do? What are the things I've always wanted to do? And that's, that's an amazing quality. It's like, you know, even through Zoom, I'm getting that. But um, also I took... That's why I love you, though, because you do do it, Sophie. That's the thing. You are that... You are that person in well, bounds. I don't, I don't always feel like that, but I am completely... I do find speaking to people like you where they've got that thing that just like, let's just do this. I find it really exciting. Like it literally like makes me feel a bit fizzy when I, and I'm obsessed with like business women, entrepreneurship. I find it fascinating. And yeah, just really, I love the the talk of ambition is always something I'm intrigued by. And I'm I'm a bit, yeah, like sort of attracted to it, like a, like a little butterfly towards a light kind of thing. Or moth, <laughs> I should say. But, but we're nearly made to feel, we're, we're nearly made to feel, um, guilty about it if, if you become a mum not not always I feel like it's become a little a little mm-hmm. bit easier now to, to sort of have your cake and eat it um, but but you know when when I sort of first had Arthur um, I I didn't know I, I sort of thought well what, what do you do now do you, do you give up work um, and, and I was like, no, I'm not going to. I was being a bit stubborn about it. And I'd had this tea party um, about, about three weeks after I had Arthur. It's for 4,000 people on the embankment. So what, you, this, you, was like, you were event <laughs> managing a 4,000 person event? So for the vintage wow. patisserie, had all the vintage girls we were doing sort of hair and makeup. And it was this three huge event. Three weeks after you had your first um, baby. Wow. I just remember not even being able to get into and and it was weird because I I had my stockings you know this was the days of of stocking suspenders and high heels and my feet were so swollen <laughs> that I was a different person <laughs> and I just was like I can't get my boobs in my bra and, and my dress doesn't fit and my back's like like twice the size <laughs> And I, I remember I got the pictures, got all my beautiful girls with me. And um, and I was just, I was that little, I was the same person, but a, a different shape <laughs> in the middle. I still managed to do my hair and stuff. And Dick was, Dick was amazing, actually. He came and supported the whole thing. But I just remember thinking, gosh, nothing fits me anymore. Yeah, but sometimes so. that's also that, that feeling psychologically of like, I am the same person, aren't I? And you're kind of slightly finding yourself again, aren't you? And doing all this stuff. And I mean, when you say this was the days of stockings and heels, I'm, I'm, is that saying like that's not really something you do so much anymore? You're sort of like found a slightly more uh, manageable version for your life now. <laughs> Yeah, 
I mean, I'm into, I'm into sort of, you know, um, places. Oh yeah, now. a place is a great thing. <laughs> but they're, they're they're perfect, aren't they? So I've still got it all. It's upstairs in yeah. backpacks. Yeah. I know where it is. It's yeah, filed. yeah. Well, also, I love your kimono. <laughs> so the kimono is pretty fabulous. Thanks. That was actually the new thing, uh, the kimonos, because um, they, they're really flattering um, if you're, you know, you're voluptuous. Um, so I, I, I love my, my kimonos now. Gorgeous. So they, uh, they just hide lots of sins. But actually, that's why we had Dorothy so, so quickly. Um, she had a 13 months part. Dick says, uh, you know, they're Irish twins. Because I was just like, listen, get me pregnant again. Uh, because then I can, you know, then I can start my exercise regime. So you really were just like, let's just do this one more time, another baby, let's go for it. Yeah. <laughs> I know. But I never quite, then we, then, then we bloody went and bought a chateau. And then... Yeah, I'm glad you're laughing. So that went out the window. <laughs> With the cheese factory down the end of the road. It's quite a big impulse, no price, to be fair, to, uh, to suddenly go to the chateau. But I suppose it sounds like you were just looking for... That for adventure. That's adventure, isn't it? What that is. Yeah. Yes. Also, Dick. Dick oh, hates really? London. Like, like, yeah. I mean, he likes to go go to a cocktail bar and then leave again, and then, then yeah. goes to the country again. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's a country man uh, through and through, um, and I've always been a bit of a city girl. So um, we um, quite quickly had the conversation, sort of saying, where, where would we live together? And we we couldn't decide in in. England we couldn't agree on somewhere and actually it was um our first holiday that we could afford we went to France in Carminevoir and it was only a year um in uh, to our relationship and um we said oh gosh I mean you can just buy so much for your money here and you know the idea of space and you know I was doing events and I just thought well we could buy you could have a workshop I could have somewhere that um that we could host events and you know I'd spent I spent years driving around I had this old red fairway taxi and I just used to take the tea party all around London um and I mean I could have become quite rich being a taxi driver actually I was always getting getting held held over but I was uh, sick and tired of you know getting in 12 having this manic setup and then being out and then just not having our own place to do it um so the the idea of the dream of actually owning a place that could be set up all the time was just too much and then as soon as you get on the internet if that is the life that you want um you know, there was the, it just all sort of fitted in to, to what we kind of dreamt. But it's of. not, you know, I can see that there's the the ideal of what you're heading towards. But it, that there must have been times when you're thinking, is this really going to work? Because basically, if you say you're a city girl, then what you're hoping to do is create a destination, as you say, host events, host a place where people will come to come and find you and see you. So you've got, you know, the fact you've had, you know, you say half a dozen people already come and visit you today. You know, like having that that thing of just like a little bit of busyness around you but what was what was it like when you're in in the middle of sorting out problem after problem and organizing things and did it ever seem like it might not come to fruition yeah well I mean the search was interesting because that took quite a few years to find the right place but um but I'd been busy the whole time with with events and tea parties and, and partying and then having children so I'd never 
I'd never really known what what having a little bit of time was ah, like. Yes. So and I, I did, you know, I'm always up for everything. So I didn't mind having a go at that. Um, sadly, I've not quite got there yet. We haven't done our two hour uh, lunch breaks, but but I, I wasn't worried about it actually because I think the biggest, genuinely, the biggest change in my life was when I was living in London and I'd had Arthur, and then you know that that part of your that chapter of your life it, it, is gone. And, you know, you've got to just love it and accept that that now you're in a new, a new phase of, of your life. So I think when we moved here, just the, the thought of setting up the business, getting the house ready, because we had our wedding here um, in the first year that mm. we moved to the Chateau. We were so busy that that I didn't have time to think about it. And I, and I have to say, I'm not someone that will allow what ifs to, to stop us. And I think Dick, Dick is the same. We just get an idea, go for it, not going to live with regrets. If it doesn't, you know, in fact, we always knew it would work because we weren't going to stop until it was going to work. So that that was it. It was always going to make a success of it. Escape to the Chateau is is completely, that has surprised us. <laughs> that wasn't, we didn't think that we would be doing something that we're in our ninth yeah. series doing and, and how it's been and how it's kind of gone global. Like that has... That that's been a real like wow moment. I mean, me and Dick still. Yeah, can't no, that's it. an incredible <clears throat> achievement. I th- but I think it's um, I think it's because it taps into lots of things. Firstly, that whole like not allowing the what if, but just like let's go for it is really addictive. But I think also there's a part of everybody probably where they think, could I have done that? Just like pull the rug out from under myself and just done a whole. I mean, I, I appreciate there was planning and you've both got natural aptitude to the actual nuts and bolts of what was needed. But just the idea of just doing something that's a real like the flip, actually not the just the pipe dream, but actually just doing it, but as a family as well. Yeah, <clears throat> I, I, we truly believe that anyone can do it, and maybe you don't want to take on a big chateau. Um, well, actually, this is a little chateau compared to lots of the big ones that we saw. But, you know, it could be a farmhouse, could be a lovely, you know, a manoir. Um, oh, they're still so cheap. It's it's crazy. No no one wants them because it becomes a lifestyle. Yeah, big up. I suppose you've got to know so much about how to actually keep, you know, keep the character, but actually get, get it working in a way that we would expect in modern life. <laughs> <laughs> in modern life I think I think that it is but you can learn mm. anything nowadays you know that the, we're in a world where you don't need to carry sort of a, a big how-to bible you can just go on on the internet and learn yeah. how to do something and whilst there are things that that you're going to stay away from you know like you need someone to come and connect your electrics and and Dick would never plaster um there is so much that you can do that unless you try it um, you're just not going to know. Um, so that's why, I mean, we really are. We, we try and give things a go. We're not scared of fa- failing things and we know the things that we're not yeah. good at. No, that's all, that's <laughs> so. all good, valuable information. It's good to know what you can do and also when to get help. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> Completely. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. But when you're thinking, I mean, I was thinking about when I... Because when I had my first baby, I found a lot of it really quite isolating. I was lucky enough to have my mum down the road, and I had lots of girlfriends in London. But did you ever find that when you had the little children and you were first in France and you were thinking, you know, I mean, I appreciate you've got lots of things to do to keep you busy, but what about the kind of emotional side of it sometimes? I, I think that was that was probably in, in London, I think, when when I just... it's and it's just that little bit of um you've got um your first baby and and also you're kind of it's quite overwhelming because you're like what what do with a baby like you know even get I just remember getting off the dress for the first time thinking my god everything's so tiny (laughs) so and it's you know it, it can feel overwhelming and and you can't just pop even just down to the shops and go to you know just get to, to the market everything is, is different and I think I think at the at the start it, it, it's it is like that but I think by the time we'd got to France um and Arthur was two and Dorothy was zero I think life life was 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 very different but I think that isolation or that that how you're feeling when you first have a baby and you're and you change and your world changes I don't think geography plays no you're probably right it. actually I just think I think I think it's you where 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 you are. So I mean, I happen to be in London. Um, I could have been at the chateau. Yeah, no, I think that's true. Actually, <laughs> maybe, maybe it'd be you're good right if about I the geography. Maybe it's just that feeling that you just got to like let that. I recently learnt um, a new word actually because I spoke to this woman who's written a book, and um, it's the sort of science behind motherhood. And there's a word called matrescence, which is basically like you have your baby is born, but also you as a mother is born. And I thought it was really interesting because yes. I'd never heard of that before. And it's a sort of it's sort of the, the, the scientific, neurological, so, social, cultural. I mean, a little you touched on it a little bit and you were saying about, you know, oh, what, what am I supposed to be like now that I'm a mum? Like, which bits of me that defined me before? Am I, I really want to keep going with all those things. Is, is that okay? And you have to kind of have a little minute to go, well, yes, I'm going to, you know, you said you were being, you know, quite sort of like strong-minded, but really it's not something that everybody should have to think of, really. If you think about it, we should just be able to do it the way we want to anyway. <laughs> it, but it's, no, it's, it's in yourself, I think, knowing what mm. your balance is and, and what your... Um, I just think um, as mums, because we do the guilt thing so well, um, I just think that everything that we do that's not involving the kids is it, we naturally feel slightly guilty about about doing it so you know I, I'm I'm quite good at buying the kids guilt presents so and and if I you know if me and Dick go on a, um, away for a night or something or or I go to the UK and I work I come back and the kids go to me where where's my guilt present <laughs> they, call they it actually that. call it that <laughs> 
But but I but I think it's fine because the bottom line is you just want your kids to be healthy and yeah. happy, don't you? And you know, you know, and I think if you're if you sort of all of a sudden go right, I've got to be a mum. And for some people, that they will only want to be a mum, and that is it. And you know, just have to I have to absolutely pray, praise those. Um, but for me personally, and probably probably a you a little bit, I'd never talk on behalf of anyone else except for myself on this one. But I did I did not want to have built up my business for like 15, 20 years and then say, right, now I'm going to be a mum because I I actually enjoyed what I did and I loved it and I felt that certain things I was really good at. And, you know, and actually that's a really good thing to teach your kids, you know, that that you can work and you can love it. And now the kids like Arthur Arthur and Dorothy, um, as you've quite... Uh, similarly done they're involved in everything and they they love it I mean we just we just went on tour because we was basically on tour at the same time yeah and um and Dorothy and Arthur were really ner- nervous because they when we go out they come out with us on stage and they all get dressed up. Arthur's in a little smoking jacket, matching one for Dick. And, and Dorothy's like rocking this gold jacket. And they come out and they wave to a few thousand people. And that's really quite something. And they're nervous and they had butterflies in their, in their bellies. And after the first one, Dorothy said to Dick and I, um, I loved that. Is there any chance you could change the show so I could be in it more? <laughs> I was I was worried about so many things but I was also worrying like is it too much for the kids you know you know asking them to go on stage with us but but you know you just I think I think you've just got to close your eyes listen to your belly and sort of know know whether know whether yeah I totally agree and nobody you know you know your kids really well and you'll know if that seems something that they really enjoy and they're getting something out of or if they're you know like when I was doing the kitchen discos at home like my my now 13-year-old would just miss most of them. He just That just isn't his bag. He doesn't want to get involved. He's not very interested in that. And he doesn't really come to my gigs. And that is fine. Like, okay. I, I kind of, I'm kind of rooting for him a bit, really, to be fair. <laughs> like, yeah, you've seen me sing already. You don't need to see it again. Um, <laughs> once is enough. No, and it, and it is, it is. It is completely fine. Um, do you know, this is, um, you, won't, you won't remember this, but... Um, uh many many years ago and I'm talking about 15 years ago I think uh we I was at a party because I used to do a little bit of work for premier models and (laughs) and you were the first famous person that I ever talked to it was me and my friend Aaron and we had this conversation on the sofa and um and afterwards it was about 10 minutes that we chatted for and and afterwards me and Aaron was going gosh she's so beautiful and she's and she's so nice as well like didn't expect her to be that Aww, nice so I just thought so I'd lo- tell you because oh, I always brace myself when people say they met me and I'm like oh god please don't, don't let me in horrible so that's a relief like I'm I'm feeling a bit more chilled now so when you say so was it a mod a, a premier models event pa- ah, party yeah probably, you know what that's probably more like 20 years ago you know I know, isn't that crazy? But actually, that's really nice. And I was thinking our path must have crossed because I realised that you you were doing loads of stuff with events and events management all throughout the sort of noughties and building up what you were doing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And also, something you said, you're not the first um, person who I've spoken to who says that they are dyslexic but really love spreadsheets. I've actually heard that before. And I think... I think, honestly, if you can look through that stuff and get familiar with spreadsheets, it's actually a massive advantage of just the, the fundamentals of running a business. I mean, do you still get quite in, 
invested in all those things and really enjoy it. Oh yeah, I love it. Um, you know, I'd still do. I do. I my accounts, Dick's accounts. I do Chateau's accounts. Um, I'm not letting that go. I, I mean, I like yeah. to know what's going on. That's the thing. Um, you know, and I think I think if you're going to do anything in in life, because I, um, I I loved the creative side of things when I was growing up, but um, but actually, I did train to be an accountant. So that's what I used to do at Premier ah, Models. I used I to do a bit of their. Um, accountancy so but I used to, to work for the uh, reckless records I used to do all of their their bookkeeping I absolutely loved it but I put everything on a spreadsheet like you know the our, our calendar is is on the spreadsheet like absolutely everything because I can manipulate it I can work out what's what and 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 I love it and also I, I just like mm. order you know I like if it because I think when you've got a lot going on if I'm not you know if I'm not sure if there's if there's too much I don't feel like I'm in control of it so seeing yeah. it all in a spreadsheet makes yeah, me feel exactly. happy. Yeah, it's sort of clean and, and everything's in its right little box. Um, it's like, it's like yeah, I totally relate yes, to that. I exactly. do. I mean, I don't. Sh- I, I wish I was. As, I get a bit daunted um, with. Uh, no, I, that's not quite true. I love looking at some spreadsheets, but when it comes to business stuff, I can be a bit. Um, if I have a meeting with my accountant, I'll keep up for a certain degree, and then after that, I'll spend the whole meeting hoping that I'm making the right face. For um, the, you know, the reaction I should be happy for, <laughs> for whatever he's saying, and then, um, yeah, I'll go home and think I, a lot of that didn't go in really, which is, for, I think I've basically got half my dad's mind and then half my mum's when it comes to financial affairs. Well, the the, the bottom line is that you've just got to understand the you know the, bo- the yes, bottom line. That's very true. <laughs> yes. And and if you if you get that, so um, that's the only important thing. But this is where you've got to know where you're yeah. good at things. And because I because I like oh sorry I've, we've gone down, we've gone down a rabbit hole here, haven't we? Talking about accounts and stuff. So, no, but you know so, I think it's really cool but, because it's but, all it's one thing to see the the surface thing and the beauty <laughs> and the, the the world that you've created and that's something that people want to watch and be part of and have your things in their home that's that's wonderful but if you don't have that underlying thing I don't think people think about it enough yeah. and and actually I think if that's something that you've got under your belt I think that's a I think that's a big deal but also it, you know it's cool to like remind people that that stuff's important oh my gosh it is important and if you don't understand your your yeah. own business um, and I and I have to say um I get a lot of emails now sort of saying where do I start and what have you you have to put on every single hat in your business um and at least try it and and, and if it's not for you that's fine let someone else do it but you've got to know how it's running because you know there will be problems it's always problems and it could be you know it could be legal it could be intellectual property it could be you know finance it's all human resources Sources. there's so much that goes into the business and and, and actually having having a small business is, where you've only got you is is quite a lovely thing you know because as you grow bigger sometimes you don't earn more money because you've got so many yeah. more expenses so you know you've for, for me now I'm like I say to a lot of people keep it small and controllable unless you've got this ridiculous like I want to well well domination um because there's this little bit in the middle that is really yeah. really hard work to grow grow your business but for, for whatever reasons I've always had this kind of big am, ambition and, I, and I'm still I'm still on the journey you know I'm taking like dicks on on the journey you know the kids are on the journey my mum and dad are on the journey they, they I mean they are complete unsung heroes because you know they moved to France with us and and they made everything sort of oh, I didn't manageable realize they moved with and Dick you. Has always so moved at the same time yeah 
Ah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's really special. Yeah. Oh, I see. That's that's a big that's a big um, that's a big emotional heart there already as well. You've got your got your mum and dad there. Yeah, and actually did sort of say to mum, I don't think I can go without you. <laughs> and she she had a restaurant at the time and my dad's always been a jeweler like he did his apprenticeship in the hat and gardens oh, wow. when he was 16 um so they've always worked their whole life and they were like what do you mean give up work wow that's a big deal like, yeah. how about it yeah so they so they gave up work um had kind of had to sort of do um retirement posters for my dad because he was just like he did this retirement party and kind of wrote it on a card about this big, put it at the bottom of his window. <laughs> and we, we turned up and we were like, Dad, you've not told anyone you're retiring. And he was just like, it's going to happen over time. <laughs> but, but, you know, they, they love it here. And you've got, you've got to have the space. You've got to be able to have, you know, a, an independent space for all parties, I think. But when, when you can do it, I mean, your mum's yeah, down the road, she, isn't really she? Know, yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, um, but it, it's so good because it's good for them and their and their spirit, and it and it's good for for the children. It's good for me and Dick. There is only yeah, no, that's really lovely. So, just imagining in the future, if suddenly you know Arthur's like, okay, I'm moving, and you need to come with me, and you know maybe that'll be you one day. You'll be upping sticks and going. I've got a business here, no. Arthur, and he's going. Mm, I can't do this without you. <laughs> no, I never thought of that. <laughs> Thanks. No, well, we're already. This is why we're doing it. But he has already set up the orangery as his restaurant down. And and Dorothy, on the other hand, she's already said that she wants to travel the world. Um, And I'm fine about that. Oh, golly, don't worry. It won't be for at least 10 years. (laughs) At least 10 years. I know, I know. But, you know, that's something you just can't worry about at this stage because, you know, too too many things to worry about just... Box them all up and yeah, yeah. You the can't get heads up about something a decade in advance. It just yeah, you, you'd never move and you'd like lock the kids in. Probably, I get that feeling sometimes. And I'm like, oh my gosh, just stop the spiral for sure. Definitely. I don't know how you do it. Honestly, I do not what, know having how lots? you do it. It's incredible. Um, well, having having lots and I mean, you look so great. And um, but you, yeah, five. I mean, do they start looking after? Each I'm other still waiting for that day, to be honest. Um, <laughs> that doesn't mm. seem to be happening. <laughs> but I tell you what, I was thinking this morning, um, before I was speaking to you, I was thinking about the thing I mentioned before, about the control freak thing, and I thought, actually, that is one thing about having a lot of kids that's been a, a good side effect, is that I cannot actually micromanage as much as I probably did with my first two. And I think it's that's probably been quite good. They've had to get a bit more self-reliant because I can't physically be across everything anymore. And I think that's that's probably been quite a good good outcome. Um, yes, I would say so. I mean, Dick's got, Dick's from seven um, and so is my mum. Oh, wow, really? So we've got big big families on, on, on either side. And you know what? They're just all really good people, really good hearts. And, you know, it's, I, think, I think a job as a parent, if you can install the values in them quite yeah. early on, I mean, Dick says, show me, show me the, the boy at seven and I'll show you the man. Yeah. And I just think, so once they're, uh, you know, how, what, you're nearly there. <laughs> nearly there, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <With the> kids. <laughs> so, I mean, then, then you're kind of, that, that part is done and, and then it's sort of them just sort of, you know, developing and finding out their That's personalities. That's very true. Although the, the show me a, man, a boy of seven and I'll show you the man quote always worries me a bit because I feel like I needed a bit longer 
than seven years. Just give, just can I extend it a little bit? Twenty-one. <laughs> <No. laughs> no. Honestly, be around, be around Dick for for a day. He just, he is just a man of. He's got a saying for absolutely everything. It's it's fantastic. We're going to write a book one day of Dick saying. Probably in there already. Yeah, exactly. Um, you mentioned your parents. So you, when you grew up, but you're both your parents were working, were they? Yeah. So your mum, yeah. she's a restaurateur. Yeah. So that's what she does. She runs. But she she was running a restaurant. So yes, she was for about seven years. But actually, our whole life, Dad's been a jeweller. And mum used to assist. So my mum always did the oh, bookkeeping wow, okay. and, and sort of did uh, all, all of the window dressing. And my dad, um, he, he can make anything. He's uh, very creative on that side, but he would repair jewellery. And, you know, they started with a little shop in, in Essex and they got a bigger shop. And, you know, and, and now my brother, actually, he runs, um, he's taken over and, and he does all of all of the stuff now. Um, but um, it got to a point where mum was just like, I actually want to do something like kids are grown up they're doing their own thing I want to do something uh for 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 myself um and she just took on a restaurant wow like, in in her oh, that's so cool. she just went for a brand new venture <laughs> she just fancied it you know she's such a good cook and and I think this is where you know personally I get the I we love hosting as a family like my grandma absolutely everybody it's just in our it's in our blood um you can't come into our house without people saying you're hungry do you want something to eat you know and and mum's always loved that she's that's the way that she's always given to the whole family and friends is by cooking so she sort of thought um and I think it was for for her she wanted to do something that wasn't my dad's jewellery I've got complete respect yeah. for that um and I used to so every Christmas after mum sort of whenever she took it on we, we worked I, I came home from whatever I was doing I'd um sort the house out for her put the Christmas tree up and then always work Christmas day being, being a really? waitress oh that's lovely <laughs> yeah so you know that's what that's what families do isn't it they all got to help out yes yeah and so it's just you and your brother and your your family for when you were little but yeah but then yeah, you've got all the these aunts and uncles and all that <laughs> loads of cousins you know what, that, what that's and is that all like, in Canvey so, Island yeah so that's in in Benfleet and actually no mum and dad are both okay. East Londoners so mum was in Dagenham and dad grew up in in Stepney so um a mile end so all of dad's family is all still that direction and mum was the only one that moved out out to Essex everyone sort of stayed in Dagnum and all around all of those they were proper proper cockneys oh, that's brilliant though and I love the fact your dad was in Hatton Gardens as well I mean that's such an area that's got so much history that whole area yeah completely I used to go up with him as a little girl and I used to sort of take me around all of the um you know the places and and there's always people opening up diamond packets and do you know weirdly though um I don't really? wear jewellery. <laughs> no. That's funny, but I suppose you, but you've probably That's seen my... so many things, like with your mum, with the bookkeeping and with, uh, you know, the, the sort of helping out with the, the set dressing and then with your dad having an actual artisan craft, like a proper... There's lots of strands, aren't there, that kind of might have fed into your things you could see people doing and how you can get things done. Com- completely. I, I don't think you realise it when um, when you're a kid either. Yeah. Because it no, just sort just of like, it, it just penetrates you without without you realising. And then when you sort of when you grow up, um, I don't know if I am yet, but <laughs> when when you do, <laughs> you you just realise what an influence you have on your on your kids. And you know, I think that's why Dick and I we like to involve 
them in everything we do. Um, and you know, as I say, I would always just be going up to London with dad and I'd sit in the shop for hours and, and you know, and then when I was old enough, you know, probably about 11 or 12 years old, I used to help out on Saturdays and, and I've always sort of had that. Um, and I, that's why I love, you know, you involve the kids in as much as you can. And I just, I just think, you know, whether we're doing right or wrong, you can only do what, what, what you feel at that moment is right. And, and I just think we just, got to go for it and stop worrying about yeah I agree with all that definitely and I think as you say you know with the kids you know your family and if there's things that that you're passionate about that make sense to you I mean amazing you're gonna have all these amazing diaries of their early childhood with all the all the tv shows and they'll be able to see things and be like oh my goodness and reminisce and that's an amazing archive for them isn't it oh Completely, completely. Um, I mean that's one of the reasons why we carried on doing Escape to the Chateau because I mean even we look back and we just Oh, I've forgotten about yeah. that. And does it ever get to, <laughs> do you ever have days where you're thinking, oh, I don't really want to be filmed today, or is it not really something that you ever, you don't really feel like that? Yeah, well, I mean, we've got a lovely, lovely sort of crew. We've only got, um, we've got two people here ever. So there's Chloe who's been here for years and years. She's part, part of the family, really. And then there's a, P, uh, a PD, which is the, um, the sort of the camera person. Um, and, so it's it's really really intimate. But the thing is, if I'm busy or or, or I've got a headache or, or some something, um, then yeah, we yeah. don't film because um, you know it's not that we have to film. They're they're nearly always here. I mean, at the moment they're in the ward garden. The sun is shining. Dick's got hives. They're they're doing bees. We've got you know the, it, all the wildflowers are crazy. The peonies oh, have just come beautiful. up. You know the eucalyptus is green and absolutely bursting. The ward garden is gorgeous. So right now they know that I'm busy. I'm talking to you. Um, Chloe was was really excited. <laughs> Well, I love the fact that you've only got two people as well. I don't think you realise how loved you are. (laughs) I think that's so nice that it's a really small (laughs) group. And and as you say, you can just do it because it's what what you want to be doing. But actually, there was something I did want to ask you about because um, I have step-parents. And so I'm always curious when people have also got the step-parent role. So obviously, when you met Mr. Strawbridge, he had, I mean, adult children, I guess. They must have been in their 20s. Absolutely. James was, um, yeah, just in his 30s. I can't remember. It's so long ago now. But um, yeah, James is, Charlotte's 35 and James is 39. So what would be your your (laughs) sort of advice for how to handle that dynamic of a relationship? Because obviously when you fall for someone, if they've got children, then it's part of the whole, that's the package, isn't it? It, it completely is. Do you know, I think it's very dependent on every family. Now, I'm going to sound like I'm sitting on, on the fence here, but, but Dick's, um, Charlotte and James, who we love so much, are very much part of, of the family. Um, they were older. They understood life. Um, I think it's much harder if you kind of take on younger children that might not be um, as, as understanding. And you've just got, I think you've just got to throw yourself into into what, whatever dynamic um, uh, throws at you um, and, and and see what see what happens because you're, you know, I mean, Dick, Dick's um, got a great relationship with, with James and Charlotte. Arthur and Dorothy have a great relationship with them. Arthur is um, uncle to James and Holly's three children. So um, Dorothy is obviously aunt. And when Arthur says to, to Indy, um, you can call me uncle, and then he goes, Indy's older oh than goodness, Arthur. Oh my goodness, that's so sweet goes, though, I love all that. We've, we've, 
we've got such a modern family because what I mean families are just so like they're so different now aren't they you don't have your 2.4 it's so varied um I just think you've just got to embrace and 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 love and love it I mean we had a Christmas here in the early days um and there was a one two three four five-year-old um and it was hectic you know but it was it was just lovely and we're still you know every every year we're sort of still sort of developing and and dick and dick's um first wife she's happily married um and we was all at charlotte's wedding together um so i think i think it it, it can be fine you've just got to be um open and, and up for it and, embrace yeah, and i think it. one of the things that's really can be a lovely bit of when you have your own kids is when you sort of step back and see all the relationships that they're forming with all the other significant people in the family. So when you said about, you know, him yes. and Indy and saying, you can call me uncle, and it's like, that's something that's just theirs, you know? It's not to do with anyone else, it's yeah. just for them. And I think, I think that thing where you can step oh. back and just look around the room and see who's talking to who and all the dynamics, it's like really... Oh, cool completely well dick's dick's daughter charlotte she um she's got a beautiful voice and and many many years ago she wrote um an album of um charlotte strawbridge i think you can still get it on on iplayer but she doesn't she doesn't even have a copy of it herself and and dorothy's obsessed with it she knows all the words to it so when we was in edinburgh um on tour we was over at charlotte's flat and um and it was just this gorgeous moment um that the Dick said, Charlotte, get your guitar out, sing some of your old songs. And um, Dorothy was helping her remember the words. And Dorothy was sitting on her lap and they were both singing this really old, it's like really folky and everything. And I turned about, I'm, I'm in tears, yeah. And I could see Dick sort of feeling quite emotional. And I was thinking, is this a moment to get my phone out? I was like, no, I can't stop the moment. It was so, so gorgeous. But but it's it's right because, because actually what, you know, parents aside, actually everyone else forms their, their own own yeah. relationships. And it is, it just feels it is just really lovely. lovely. I won't keep you for much longer, but I just wanted to ask you, I mean, I know that you said that, you know, you had the, the version of you that you felt was you before kids and then you felt like, right, I'm just still going to keep those things because they define me and they're important. But was there anything that you felt... Did you feel there was anything that was sort of shifted because you were now a mum? Did it did it influence your your creativity or your drive in any way, or did it feel more like you were on a trajectory and you just sort of strapped them on your back and like we're still still on the same journey? Well, I think there is that moment when you're learning what your new your new you is, and 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 I think you know you feel like well, I know that I felt like a, a different person, and I and and I'm always battling with knowing what the balance is um, of you know work to family life kind of ratio, um, but you know I think. A couple of years, I've got to be honest with you, I think I was on that journey of, of learning um, the new me. And then all of a sudden, and as I say, everybody's journey is different. I kind of felt so empowered because I was just like, I'm a mum. Um, and you, you're allowed to be. I mean, you know, it's not, this wasn't sort of like self-faced, but I'm, I'm a mum, I'm a wife, I'm a businesswoman. Um, and actually, they say that you can't have it all. And somehow, because, you know, I'm working 20 hours a day, um, I don't know why, I've managed to kind of get a little bit of everything in and I love my life. But I just think you have to, 
whilst you're working it out, like not give yourself a hard time about it and just know that it's going to, know that it's going to That's gonna actually come. really good advice. I think that whole thing of giving yourself permission to just figure it all out a little bit, because there does seem to, it is a big shift in things and you have to kind of let it settle. And I think it, I think some of it took me a really long time. I mean, like literally, I feel like maybe like a good decade or so, actually, of just kind of slightly figure. I mean, yeah, it's but, partly getting older as well. And five, also my, my line of work, yeah. you know, you have to kind of find the new version that fits the age you're at and the lifestyle you're really living. Agreed. But you've just, you, you're, st you're still sort of, you know, coming up with things. And what I love is that you're not going, right, what's the next thing that's going to be really popular? You're just doing things that are really fun for your family. And then, then they get legs. And in, in a way, there's a real synergy between your, you know, your, your disco cooking and, um, and Escape to the Chateau because you did it and included your family. And it's just, and then every, everyone like, has, has absolutely, absolutely loved it. But I think the reason it took you a decade is that you have five children so yeah. it's like you and you say you can have I mean, it all you just have to only that. have four hours sleep like to just have to work 20 hour days and then you can just about pack it in no well well I've all, all I have I have always sort of done that and Dick has always been the same but you have had five children so I think your sort of settling is because as soon as you've probably yeah. felt settled yeah something some, else someone else popped up but you know one one thing actually why not that I'm interview, interviewing you but um I've We've always followed you since that moment that we had that That's chat so on the um, on the sofa, and you were just you were you were so lovely. But I just when you was doing um, the um, the dance, um, oh, what's strictly. the dance show I, um, with our with our mutual yeah, friend Deborah? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> but I, I had this article um, afterwards just ab about that you was sort of that you continuously lived with, with your guilt and um, um, because you'd just thrown yourself into it and I just remember at the time just being like really wanting to contact you and just say I hope that you look back at that with really like fond memories um, um, as well because you know what that that's just who you are you, you just you throw yourself at everything and you would to try your best if you look back at that and sort of said well actually I'm only gonna 50% do it or 60% because I've got to be a mum that would have been something that you had to carry you would carry around oh, with definitely. You for, forever yeah. so no I, it's I, true Thank, well I love I the fact you, did, you wanted to contact me I mean I do definitely look back on it with fondness I mean my the thing about Strictly is that it's it, it's very intense but it's only uh like three or four months of of your entire life you know it's like it's a very it's actually when you look back on it it's yeah. quite a small it's just very very intense so your brain is like elsewhere but yeah. you're right I mean everything I do you can't really do any job um at a less percent can you, you if you're doing it you're doing it like no. that's just it like I can't you know that that is it just be proud of that because that's who you are and that's what makes you and your wonderful family so just uh, honestly I'd say praise Angel, it Angel I feel like we should be sitting outside in the sunshine in your walled garden drinking like some champagne while we have this conversation <laughs> some local sparkling like bubbly that. eating covering ourselves in in, in cheese yep. and butter I feel like that's what should follow next not just that I have to because I've literally been having a thunderstorm while I've been talking to you <laughs> It's just not. It's not fair. Uh, I feel so guilty uh, that we got <laughs> that it's that, that it's um, the sun is shining here. So, well, let's have that as as, yeah. as a day when um, when things are a little bit settled. We would uh, absolutely oh, love you to, to come it. over and come to the wall garden. It's we'll do some oh. fishing or we'll go to the thrift stores. Yeah. You know, maybe we'd, more we'd of love the thrift to see stores you here. than the fishing. Someone else can fish while I go shopping. <laughs> 
Ah, oh, see, isn't that lovely? Do you have that feeling now? Like, let's go and do it. I think, um, I think I really like talking to people who make me feel like that. Uh, I've had it with quite a few of my guests and it's, it's sort of invigorating. I know I had it with Katie Piper and I know I had it with Sarah Willingham, um, who's a business entrepreneur. I get it with people where they've got that sort of energy of just, uh, just getting on and seizing the day. I think uh, it's a nice feeling. Maybe I don't always feel like that. I don't know. I'm sort of somewhere in the middle. Some days I'm like, yeah, loads of energy, so much to do. Other times I think, oh my goodness, can't quite be bothered. <laughs> Which is why, um, probably why nobody's asked me to do their podcast about about being a working mum. <laughs> They're worried I'm going to bring the mood down. Anyway, Titus and I are still in the sunshine. Um, Richard's hopefully making me a cup of tea. And then I'm going to send him all of this stuff and he's going to create it into a lovely podcast for me, isn't he, Titus? And next week, what have I got for you? Oh, well, actually, it's really nice and quiet. I'm only going away for one night next week, which is good because this week I've been away four nights, I think it is. And that's a little bit too much for me. Although in November, I've got a trip coming up where I'm away for the longest I'll ever be away from, have ever have been away from my kids. Oh, Indy. Um, going to Australia and Asia. I'm going to be away for two weeks. Uh, and just to rub salt in the wound, I leave on one of my kids' birthdays. Great. So, yeah, I'm kind of starting to talk to them a bit about that, the kids, so that it's not a big shock when it happens. But, you know, it's a good good opportunity to go and do these shows. So uh, I think I'll be having fun. And Rich is going to come with me, so that'd be nice. Anyway, that's a while off now. In the meantime, you know, lots to be done. And uh, I've got a couple of podcast recordings to do for you this week and please do keep the suggestions coming they're so so helpful and actually i think you're going to see this series that there are a few people that have been coming up as suggestions every time and i've actually managed to get a chance to speak to them so that's good anyway um have a lovely week and um enjoy this last bit of september sun if it's shining on you too and i will see you soon all right see you in a bit have a lovely week bye bye What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.